welcome everyone for the devotees that are on the Zoom call. I appreciate so much that you get on because we have, then we have a little bit of an audience that we can be speaking to. Um, so welcome, and I want to welcome our interviewee, our guest interviewee today, it's Indra. And um, I'm going to start by reading her bio, and then we'll launch into the um, interview. So she was made in Mongolia, born in East Berlin. In this lifetime, Indra is a child of her loving German teacher mother and her loving and thorough Mongolian activist father. Maybe it is her nomadic heritage combined with her family's focus on education and critical thinking that spurred her curiosity to see what's beyond the horizon. Her parents have raised her non-religious, but with a deep respect for nature and life. Well, except that they are not vegetarians, but she'll talk a little more about that later. Her family always took her traveling, so it's only came natural that she has continued to study tourism. Then get, and then she got a master's degree in intercultural education. So far, she has lived in seven countries, and she has traveled to many more. However, the planned third degree and PhD didn't happen because of a burnout she had with 25, at 25, I think, meant to say. And after many good and a few not so good experiences, she finally regained consciousness and came to Krishna consciousness in 2015 while living as a breatharian in the magical Canary Islands. Answering heaven's call, calling, she pursued music and later moved into the Bhaktivedanta Manor just outside of London. Later back in her hometown, Berlin, Krishna sent her a devoted devotee husband to fulfill all of her material desires. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> While still helping her through the Anarta Navriti stage. And miraculously, he is still alive. <laughs> Yay. Together, they organized weekly public Harinams for about two years, Nam Hot House programs, and for about three years, Indra helped organize weekly Bhagavad Gita evenings at the local ISKCON temple, also learning to give classes herself. Indra feels in her element when sharing her experiences through music and currently during her Friday live streams on pop music spirit. She recently started to work as a content creator for a known German life coach and remains an aspiring devotee of the devotees of the devotees of the devotees. Please pray for her. <laughs> Thank you very much. A beautiful little bio here. So, um, so we're going to just launch into our interview. Uh, I had some questions that I'll ask, but I'll start with. Yeah, so growing up, you had quite a, a colorful and interesting, you know, background where you had a lot of traveling and diversity and just open-mindedness. It sounded quite idyllic, kind of like the childhood we all wish we had. <laughs> 
So tell me if there was, was there more things in your, in your background that kind of gave you clues that you were not meant for just a regular materialistic life, that there was something more being asked of you? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Hare Krishna, and thank you so much for inviting me to this awesome series. Um, yeah, I'd like to invite everybody and please take some grapes and just <laughs> be comfortable. Um, I'm really happy to, you know, share some, you know, important moments of my life with you. And um, yeah, so what were the signs that, you know, I was maybe on a, like a more spiritual path uh, than others? Um, I think the first sign was that I didn't want to be born. <laughs> so my mom, let me explain. Um, so my mom, actually, she almost had like a miscarriage with me when, you know, she was like five months pregnant. And, um, you know, it is also said that, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying anything here, but that, you know, it is said that, you know, uh, like demigods are waiting in line to be born on planet Earth. And, you know, I think that's definitely interesting. You know, there are different signs in my life, um, you know, that in retrospect, I could connect and put these like puzzle pieces together, which, you know, is just so uh, magical to see already Krishna popping up. Yeah, from the very beginning of my life, actually. So my given name is Indra, actually. My mom gave me this beautiful name uh, because, you know, some people are asking me, so you're, you're, or they already think like I'm already initiated. I'm like, I'm not initiated. Um, uh, you know, traditionally, um, my mom just thought it's a beautiful name. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> And yeah, and it's also funny because I also met other Indras, you know, that's kind of like weird. I thought I was the only Indra. <laughs> no, there's more Indras out there, I know <laughs> for sure. Um, and so other things were, um, for example, that, you know, I had like an invisible friend, you know, when I was growing up, um, which is interesting because I think that actually a lot of children have, you know, these clairvoyant um, capabilities, actually. Um, my first word was uh, flower in Mongolian, though. So I think, you know, um, that really just said that, you know, I'm just going to be this like flower hippie child for the rest of my life. And I think that's pretty true. Um, uh, and then also, you know, my mom always said that, you know, I like to share things also with my older sister. And that interestingly, interestingly enough, like we weren't raised like religious at all actually you know like my parents come from like these socialist countries you know so there's you know no much talk of like god at all um but my parents are still nice we're going to talk about them maybe later um and um you know i still had this maybe i had it from kindergarten that you know before you eat you make a little prayer so i was always saying we have to make this prayer and my sister was just getting annoyed you know <laughs> so but i had these um I guess I just had like an open heart, like all children anyways. Um, and then I also remember that, you know, there was, a, what's it called? Like a, like a construction site next to our house. And I was actually collecting stones from this construction site. And I was giving um, these stones names, you know? And oh I mean, goodness. I'm not saying that these were like Shalagram Sheilas or anything, but I was, yeah, when I kind of put these like puzzle pieces together, you know? But again, like children are more connected. Children, you know, they, yeah. 
So some children. <laughs> some children, maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think I was one of these like um, children. Um, and then, yeah, also, you know, you know, with me saying that, you know, I didn't want to be born. Um, actually, when I was also like maybe three or four, when I was in kindergarten, um, I just wanted to leave and I wanted to go on this big adventure. And I was just thinking that at night there would be this big air balloon waiting for me. So I was telling all of my friends, come on, at night we all meet um, and then we just leave, you know. <laughs> I mean, my parents, they were like really amazing parents still are amazing parents but I had this I guess like otherworldly um, longing in a way that mm. I'm not supposed to be here this is not my place like what am I doing here um, yeah and uh, later you know my parents that always took me traveling so we went to um, Paris and actually there was a quite a profound moment when we went to the Notre Dame Cathedral and again, I wasn't, raised, uh, re, um, I wasn't raised religious, so um, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what these people were doing. I just felt this like really amazing atmosphere. And so there was a circle of people standing and some were sitting because they were sitting in wheelchairs. And I was just curious. I was, I think, like 10 and I was just going there and, and checking this out. You know, what are they doing? And, and they were actually praying um, and, and in a circle. And then they saw me and actually some of these like ladies, they actually started crying, you know, um, because they were so touched. And later, you know, when I put these puzzle pieces together, together, I just think that, you know, maybe they were praying for like, God, give us a sign or something, <laughs> you know, and I was just like little child, you know, maybe Krishna was talking through me and he was just, you know, Paramatma was just kind of like pushing me to them, you know, but they were just like crying and crying, you know. And I was just like holding hands with them in a circle, just like complete strangers, you know. But I'm also like a very, I think, open person. So I don't, you know, have problems, you know, talking with like just, you know, people on the street or something. Um, yeah. And then I think after, I think, yeah, quite an idyllic childhood actually in East Berlin. Um, yeah. My identity crisis started, you know, also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the issue of racism came up a lot. Um, and I was really just questioning my identity and just actually on Monday I released a video on a DNA test I did so I'm just doing this like big reveal um yeah you can you can watch it on my YouTube channel it's really interesting but there I also talk about the spiritual side of you know where do we actually belong like what is our spiritual DNA so um yeah and then maybe to conclude this chapter of my life when I was 13 I distinctly also remember um, thinking my parents are just people and I'm just the child of these people you know um, they are really lovely people oh yeah maybe another thing also is that when I was like maybe seven um, and I don't know maybe maybe I was just very materialistic and very unscrupulous or I was um spiritually very sober I don't know but I told my mom mom when you're going to die can I have your ring <laughs> she had she has a beautiful ring and she's still thinking about this today you know she's like and I'm like mom you know I didn't mean it this way <laughs> um, but I I had this idea maybe already you know that yeah yeah one day we're not going to be here and yeah what's the big deal or something which sounds horrible I know for a lot of people but 
yeah so these were maybe the early clues. the early clues that you had that you're looking back on now and seeing yeah so that <laughs> so what inspired you to go on this spiritual journey what was the what was the call that you received from the universe to to do this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think you know i'm coming now more into my teenage years and early adulthood um again there were like you know um pieces that were like more obvious maybe than the others so for example when i was 15 uh, my parents they sent me to uh, canada to like a summer school to learn english although i already spoke english but anyways i was in toronto it was an amazing time and i uh, remember i was walking with my you know spanish friends from the course and there was like this huge Indian parade and it was really loud. It was just going down Yonge Street, which is like this, you know, really long street in Toronto. And um, we didn't watch, but I just remember it was really loud and, and there were bright colors. And it, I mean, you know, one plus one is, <laughs> is two and it's the, it was the Rata Yatra, okay. you know? And mm -hmm. so, um, also, this is just one piece, you know, and later, you know, um, when I was starting to go to university in, in Holland and I was studying tourism, you know, we also went to, you know, Australia and Singapore and in Singapore, actually, you know, I always had this affinity with like all things Indian. So me and my German friend, you know, I was just like, we have to go to little India and do like the Mangalasi and everything. And so I bought like a nice sari and uh, there, there was also like a book stall like a like a vendor and he actually you know he saw me and I was just dressed like a like a hippie basically you know just like a, probably no shoes <laughs> you know and he actually said you know he took this book which I have here and he said this book is going to change your life and I was just looking at him and I'm like okay I'm going to buy it <laughs> you know and this book and I think you all know this book very well it's the science of self-realization mm -hmm. which also we found out just recently you know that Shyamananda said that Guru Maharaj actually inspired the title he like the science of self-realization and so for me I mean this is like it looks very used because I actually read it you know um and this was just like it was just so like you know speaking mm -hmm. to me it's just like white and it's like all in with golden letters and everything so I actually started reading this book when I was um maybe like 20 or 21. I only read half of it and I only understood maybe, I don't know, 1% of it, you know, Kali Yuga, what is this? But I, I actually got some lessons there when I was reading this, when we were actually in Australia, you know, something about like detachment, material detachment, you know, <laughs> I was losing one of my ankles, uh, ankle, an ankle bells. I had also like these Indian okay. ankle bells. And I was like, oh my goodness, this was this is what I was reading about, you know, just like this material detachment. But all of my friends, they they were just like, what's wrong with her, you know? And also another interesting thing: before I went to university, obviously I was graduating from high school, and I was um, I was going in a sari, you know, without shoes, you know, because I I just wanted to go to see the Taj Mahal after I would graduate. This wouldn't happen. Um, but you know I ha I always had this you know and just also Bollywood songs and everything it's just like yes India like mm -hmm. that's just my second nature in a way that that kind of really belongs to me 
Um, yeah, and also, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was actually, sorry to go back, but it all, right? It's all, it's just the mercy. It's like the Ratayatra card. It's like the book, you know, the, I was these just were thinking, the signs. Yeah, even that book that had the white with the gold, I mean, not all, but I mean, I never even saw a copy that had, that was like that. Um, and we did, and I distributed books for many years. So I'm thinking how Krishna arranged, knowing you, your nature as being an artist and a very attracted to beautiful things and aesthetics are really important to you, that that book came to you in a way that made it very and exciting and inviting so just down to the just appreciating how krishna is so personal with all of us and in in every detail and knows how to capture our hearts so that's really mm -hmm. that's very beautiful i just wanted to make that comment because <laughs> yeah for sure it's all krishna magic you know but once we open our eyes to this you know yeah. and so i think it's just beautiful to have this series also to really just reflect more and more about this and so, you know, going back, sorry, to my graduation, you know, because in, in Berlin, actually, also in Germany, we don't have like so many Indians, like as compared to like Canada or like UK, for example. So I was looking for Choli, you know, like a little, little um, uh, blue blouse, blues. And where could I even go? I don't know. So I was, there was actually an Indian shop kind of close to my school um which is called the john lennon high school in berlin <laughs> it's very central very cool and so uh it, it was actually interesting right because only later i understood and now they actually moved and it was actually the the previous location of the rinda mission in berlin now they're somewhere else oh, but wow. yes it used to be the rinda mission and so they actually had the they had like a storefront and in the back they had the the temple room but me being 18 years old, I, I didn't know, or 17 even, I didn't know about like anything. Um, and so I remember uh, walking in there and, you know, it's just like all incense and I just felt right at home, you know, and I was asking for this, for this clothing piece, you know, and they just said, oh, sorry, we don't have it any longer. Um, but do you want to come in the back? And I just saw a lot of shoes and then they actually said, oh, but, you know, mm -hmm, it's closed. So probably the altar is closed. But for me back then, like I, I didn't even have this vocabulary. I didn't understand it. You know, it just went right past me, you know, but of course, in the end, you can understand that it was a temple and it was closed, you know, but again, I was still in this like spiritual atmosphere and it, it I believe it did have an impact on me for sure, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, there were just like these things, you know, these little pearls that you put on the string together and then they they all um make sense you know yeah um yeah i also it's actually made some notes oh yeah and then also for example um i had a, a big wall with like postcards like still so when i was growing up and one of them actually said you know explain the different religions by um saying like oh you know taoism says stuff happens and then catholic religion says because you deserve it or something. And then there was also Hare Krishna and it's just said, stuff happens, Rama, Rama, ding dong. <laughs> you know? I didn't understand it, but there were Hare Krishna and Rama, Rama, you know? And so these little um, 
things they had an impact on my soul you know Mm -hmm. and only now probably there's even more things that I can you know cannot come up with right now but all these like little puzzle pieces you know that that brought me to where I am like today yeah luckily yeah and so okay to continue this you know um, because it continues but let's maybe move on to more you know when I was actually um you know I was in my 20s and um you know I was in Holland and one of my friends he actually did his like internship in Nepal I was I was actually in Madeira it's a Portuguese island and he was in Nepal and after we met back you know after our world world travels you know um he actually brought me these Rudraksha beads I have them here I mean you all know what they look like right yeah and the interesting thing I'm not even kidding you so he actually comes from Bavaria and he kind of I mean they in Bavaria they have like a more religious background than us in Berlin I would say you know so he actually said that you know he actually put these Rudraksha beads um on on my neck and he actually said Indra but not that you will be singing Hare Krishna in the streets (laughs) and so and I was like I don't even like I don't know what you're talking about um because I didn't know Hare Krishna's back then you know um but yeah seven years later I would be the one dancing in the streets singing Hare Krishna (laughs) so his 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 what what was it well you would say his negation actually was a positive somehow you're your brain, your, your consciousness heard it. You will be dancing in the streets with the heart. Exactly. exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And so I actually used them also as a, as a japa mala in my early years. My early years, I mean, <laughs> just a few years ago. Um, and um, well, yeah, maybe so. Assistance yeah. from, so Lord Shiva was a, a player in bringing you to Bhakti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Nice. And um, um, so, you know, as we will be talking, I guess, a little bit more, um, you know, you mentioned about the breatharianism. So that was actually a huge part for me becoming more conscious, you know, and being invited into this, you know, Krishna consciousness, really, um, is uh, this whole diet and food mm-hmm uh um, theme um mm-hmm. because when i was also you know i was in uh in holland i went i was like i mean i lived alone before you know i also lived in canada and everything but there i kind of felt like yeah you know my my um sister's roommate in london they actually she had a book about fasting and before this you know i just ate this like I, I wasn't raised vegetarian, you know, because my dad comes from Mongolia. And so there's like a very meat based diet, but I always felt that, oh, this is so heavy. I don't necessarily want to eat it. And I need always something light afterwards, you know, some, some piece of fruit or something, you know, just to lighten up, you know, because I think food is supposed to give you energy and not just like make you go to sleep, you know? Right. And so, And so then, you know, when I was 20, I actually thought, okay, let me actually go on a fast, you know, and after these two weeks, which was a long time, and I was really uh, getting uh, skinny, I can actually say, but of course, my consciousness um, changed, you know, and I was thinking, well, what am I going to put into my body now? I don't want to digest any heavy steaks, you know, so um, this is basically when I 
went like vegetarian. It was very easy. It wasn't a problem. And basically I also went like vegan because I didn't mm. like the, the cheese and the milk anyways before also not. Um, and so, yeah, this whole thing later, um, you know, when I had uh, yeah, a burnout basically, and I actually moved to the Canary Islands, you know, um, I was actually continuing this, you know, and also just go back, you know, also before when I was like 18 and, you know, we were going to Greece and to Turkey and to all these beautiful places, you know, to actually soak up some sun and some like good energy, you know, so we can go back into our like daily grind in, in the big city in Germany, you know, um, I, I thought that, oh, you know, I, I don't think I need much to be happy. I think I just need love and sunshine and orange juice, you know, mm -hmm. and yes, a few years later, this would actually, you know, come true um actually like our dear Sakyarati you know she actually interviewed me also for her podcast so I'm talking more about this whole breatharian thing and yes it is real for sure I'm uh, not 100% breatharian now well we all are breatharians can you, can but you, I <laughs> can you explain how you kept alive being a breatharian <laughs> yes for sure, for sure I, I knew Dhruva Maharaj did that for a little while but <laughs> So, so if you could tell us a little bit about what that actually means to, to be yeah. a breatharian. Yes. So um, I would actually say, you know, we are all breatharians because without breathing, we cannot live. But actually breatharian as in the, well, conventional term um, is that, you know, you don't eat any solid food, mm. uh, but you are still eating and you are eating cosmic food. You are actually eating um, like... Uh, like plants basically you know you subsist mm -hmm. of like energy from the universe from the sun a lot and just from love mm -hmm. and so in the canary islands you know it was also like i have to say it was a gradual process for sure um so i was like vegetarian already for like nine years and then i i went, went like um raw vegan for a year and then i i went um uh, on uh, a juicerian diet just juicing and then eventually this was also too thick like this fresh orange juice I mean I was in Spain anyways there was like I was in nature I was I was working at this aloe vera farm you know working with tourists and so I was always you know soaking up this you know really good prana you know just like I was in this complete bubble you know and I was just very happy and in love and you know I was working uh, this full-time job and then I was doing music besides and I felt that these orange juices were really getting thick you know so I was just diluting them with water and then eventually but I knew because I, I read about these kinds of people and I was just thinking it is actually possible and so gradually it actually became a reality in my life you know and I'm just so grateful to Krishna back then the universe to really give me this gift you know because it was a gift because later I um, moved to London and I was like you know clinging on to this and I'm like oh this is so awesome this is like my superpower you know don't take it away from me but it wasn't meant to happen or I was I wasn't in actually the the pranic fields because London I mean come on all the pranic fields are destroyed you know forget it and um Yes. So, so I wasn't able to keep this up, you know, which is kind of like, oh my goodness, one day I will go back to this if, if I may, because it's something that Krishna gives you, you know, it's not that you are the doer. 
Um, and I'm also glad actually he, he kind of took it away because otherwise I think I would be one mm -hmm. of these like, you know, breatharian uh, teachers just, you know, floating around <laughs> and, and telling people that, oh yeah, you just have to believe it because there are actually people like this. And um, it's, it's cool what they're doing definitely, but um, it's also like, it's a big ego boost for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I know sure. that it scares a lot of people because food is something like so emotional. So if you tell them, oh, you don't have to eat, it's just like, do you want to kill me? <laughs> you know? So I'm very careful. I know that you're all far out people. So I can tell you this and probably, you know, you know, Dhruva Maharaj, I mean, he's, I mean, you know, a super exalted soul. And there is also other like yogis in India right now. And also not only in India, people who are doing this, but they're actually keeping quiet about this. But if you're interested, there is a really good documentary called In the Beginning There Was Light by this Austrian filmmaker. And so he is really, um, you know, putting a critical perspective on this whole thing. And, you know, you can make your own conclusions. So it's really nice. But yeah, it's definitely possible. And it's really cool because like one of my, you know, uh, reasons why I wanted to do this and just really uh, get on this level, really, um, was that, you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, you have to buy food and then you have to digest it and then you have to I mean all these things you know it's just like wow it just takes up so much time during your, your during your day you know and yeah. I really I have to really say this I really admire people who can like stand in the kitchen and put all their love into their like cooking and preparations because I'm like I'm I'm still not cooking you know my husband actually he's like he's still waiting for me to cook you know? <laughs> but that's it's just it's just not me you know um but yeah I'm I'm kind of like eating like a raw vegan diet now and I'm I'm fine it was kind of hard to transition back from from being like this 100% breatharian um, but this was really a big part of my conscious journey, for sure, because in the end, I also just wanted the universe to nourish me. Like, universe, I give myself to you. I believe in love. Uh, take care of me, you know? And mm -hmm. so the universe was actually really like spoon feeding me, you know, just like wow. oh, only the best prana you can get, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah. seen I've seen some of your music videos that you had done in the Canary Islands, and there, you just yeah, you really emanate a lot of just lightness and beauty, and yeah, they're really lovely. And and the music that you were writing at that time is very nice. I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's like a heavenly planet for sure. I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's also, you know, you have eight Canary Islands and you do have eight, I think, uh, Hawaiian Islands. And they are actually on the other side of the planet and they're all like volcanic and there is a very, very special energy. And so basically when I was also on the island, you know, I met a lot of like spiritual people. So I also met a German lady of super, she's talking actually about Christ consciousness, you know, she's also very connected. It's, it's quite amazing. And so um, she was also breatharian in Hawaii. And so she was telling me about this and um, also other like far out stories, you know? So I was really expanding my consciousness and just like every evening me and my 
boyfriend back then, we were just like going to the beach because we lived next to the beach. Um, and we're just looking at the cosmos. We're just looking at the stars, you know, and like just traveling in general, it just really, you know, opens your horizon. I mean, it, sh it should, you know, ideally. Yeah. And yeah. so then eventually I think I was hungry enough for other information that Krishna, um, yeah, <laughs> he revealed himself to me in some interesting ways. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to share any of those interesting ways that you've had revelations? Oh, sure, good. sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, basically to answer your question, sorry, I wasn't really answering your question. Um, so what, what called me to spiritual life? Um, I guess really like the big turning point, although, you know, I have to say I'm not a hero, but I'm definitely on a journey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the hero's journey. Yes. One of like the big turning points was really when I was 25 and I was in Berlin, I was trying to, you know, uh, start my third degree and get a PhD and just do this whole like academic spiel. Um, I actually experienced like a burnout, you know, I was just running around in circles and, you know, my schedule was full, but I was not fulfilled. You know, I also have a YouTube, um, you know, trilogy of like three videos where I talk about this um, experience and it's called from burnout to turnaround. And mm -hmm. so my mom basically being the angel, you know, she is like the reason why I am still in this life, right? She kept me when she almost had a miscarriage, you know? And so the love of my mom is really keeping me. And so she was like, Indra, I think you need like a vacation. The vacation turned into two and a half years of just, <laughs> you know, starting a completely new life on a beautiful, you know, desert island, which I always wanted. Um, and there I really had the time to just, you know, do my music and, uh, as you said, you know, answer heaven's calling, you know, because I was always doing music. I was, you know, I was also in a band before and I was writing music since I'm like eight. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, my parents also said like, oh, you know, it's not a job where you earn a lot of money or mm, something like this. Um, but then I had the luxury, I had the time to actually just dedicate myself to making music, you know? And um, yeah, music is just really like therapeutical. And then I was also starting uh, to do like yoga in the mornings, you know, under the sun. I was really like worshiping the sun a lot. And again, I was also doing this whole, you know, yeah, purification diet wise, you know, because I was really, um, I was also reading, um, books you know I read Siddhartha before one of my favorite books of course um, and, and another book I also got from like a musician friend um, is called Nine Lives I think it's by William Dalrymple he's like this um, British travel writer and so Nine Lives is actually maybe I have the oh yeah it's about like um, I think it's nine yeah nine obviously nine lives it's nine stories about like Jain nuns and Buddhists people hindu people you know it's it's all uh cool stories you know and so uh i was really fascinated by this anyways like by this like eastern philosophy already anyways mm -hmm. um but then i got more into like i mean not not physically and in real but just like in my mind you know just like wow jainism is so cool because they're just so strict you know and i really admire this and um yeah i definitely have this like boga chaga aspect to myself you know um 
yeah definitely um mm. but maybe for a while now i'm more <laughs> i don't know i'm more well i studied tourism and it's all like very hedonistic of course you know and i, I of course i grew up in this like materialistic culture and you know, I definitely know that I have material desires, you know, and I, I'm just trying to purify them now, you know, but um, I was just so attracted by this like Eastern philosophy, you know, I also, I have read like Shantaram, for example, and then um, I was also reading, you know, the great, great German, you know, writers like Nietzsche, for example, you know, um, Zarathustra, uh, for example, which I, I didn't understand at all. You know, I, I don't know if anybody <laughs> understands what he's saying. But um, I also read, you know, or I listened to some audiobooks by, like, um, of course, Hermann Hesse and uh, what what is it called? Um, Mann. His, his name is Mann. What's his name? Der Zauberberg. There, there is two brothers called. What are their names? Hermann. Thomas Mann, thank you. Yes, Thomas Mann. And, and um, yeah, that, that was just really uh, nice. And, and basically, I was still hooked on this like Jane philosophy a lot. Mm. Um, um, yeah. And then, of course, you had like also like Indian culture. And basically, okay, so how did Krishna call me? Um, I was actually thinking about this, you know, and I'm just so grateful to everybody who was on this series before to share their moments because these moments are very personal. And also, I found a video online and um, it actually says that, you know, you should be careful in, in sharing these. Uh, spiritual experiences with others you know they should be actually kept a secret you know it's actually by this uh, channel called the spiritual bee it's quite interesting um so it's like i think this indian lady and so she's actually i just want to say this as like kind of disclaimer so she's actually saying that you know um she's saying that you know when you describe your spiritual experiences it really retards your spiritual development and it just boosts your false ego because you think you are the chosen one you know um and she's saying that you know be careful pride goes before the fall um you know and also that you know the doubts and skepticism of other people could like really ruin your experience and also that you know you just invite uh, feelings of jealousy by other people you know and she she said that the only persons a person you could share these deep experiences with is actually your guru you know so Hare Krishna I all consider you to be my guru <laughs> and yeah I, I just I mean I actually uh, wrote a book about like all my experiences also but it's being we're in the process of um, editing it right now so I think I mean I'm definitely going more into detail there um, but yeah, a few forward experiences, uh, I mean, besides, you know, being breatharian, um, is that, you know, I started to get really sensitive, like very, very sensitive to all the cosmic energies out there. Mm. Um, and so like one, just, just one nice example, I mean, I will share more, but like, um, one very nice example is I was standing on my balcony and it's just like a very faint like village where, where we live, you know, very beautiful and just idyllic, you know, and, and nothing, not, not much was happening anyways. And, and there was like a little, you know, crossroads next to my balcony. And so I was just looking and there was actually a father walking with his little son. The son was maybe, I don't know, like seven or six years old, I don't know. But they were actually stopping on the street because there were no cars. And the, the, the father actually 
bent down to kiss his son on the on the head you know and then they were just continuing but really it was just like a nuclear explosion and this kiss i felt like i don't know 30 meters further away like on my balcony i really felt this like energetic vibration of this love you know mm -hmm. coming from this father towards the son and i was like whoa mm -hmm. you know this is this is incredible and i'm i mean i was already getting like so susceptible to all kinds of energies floating around you know Mm -hmm. And I was also not meeting, I mean, of course, I was working at this aloe vera farm. So I was like meeting a lot of like people and I was, you know, talking about the wonders of aloe vera, you know, but other than that, I, I like today, you know, I keep like a very small uh, group of friends, you know, it's just like, um, you know, be very careful who you surround yourself with, you know, and so the, uh, the, more sensitive I got I also one experience was also very far out um, was that you know the trees were starting to talk to me for example and I'm like I would consider myself to be a very far out person I'm like oh I'm so spiritual but this is it's really I was just like I don't like I don't know if I can handle this actually you know mm -hmm. there's people who are they're like you know animal communicators they can communicate with nature and it's just like it's so incredible and it's, I mean, it's beautiful. This is, is just amazing and incredible. But for me, like, honestly, I don't know. I would have to learn how to cope with this, I think, because mm -hmm. it is really far out. So I gotten this glimpse, but I was just like, and also others, other moments, you know, also later when I was in Berlin, I felt that, you know, there was like an angel in my room. But I'm like, seriously, I don't know if I can do this, you know, and other beings, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know, because I was just on this threshold to this other world, you know, and another moment, um, which I guess was like one of the biggest moments actually was when, you know, I heard actually a voice from the sky, Akashvani, it is real, you know, it is real. And it's just, it was just so, it's just really otherworldly, you know. And so I just want to, you know, I, I don't want to boast, you know, I'm not anybody special, you know, like, it's just, it's just so much mercy and it's just so incredible. And with sharing these stories very open heartedly, you know, I just want to, you know, share this. And of course, like, you know, uh, inspire other people's faith because like, I'm, I was so addicted to the series, you know. And when people talk about that Krishna miracles, it's just like, yes, give me more. I live from this, you know? So I just thought like, come on, Indra, I have to also share like my fair share of Krishna miracles also, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and of course there were like, I mean, not of course, but there were others too, but like, uh, yes, the, the voice in the sky is real for sure. And it's, yeah. It's I think incredible. hearing um, Samadhi had that experience of hearing angels singing at night, Hare Krishna and her friend also. That was the next morning. They both shared their experience and they, I, did you hear it? Yes, I heard it. They both heard it. And it was like, you know, I mean, that just, you know, these things, there's so much going on you know uh, it's and and we're so our senses are so dull and so limited in in 
in, in the consciousness that we most of us come into and then you know as we become more you know high as, as we evolve in our consciousness so many things begin start to become revealed as far as yeah that the, we, we have energy bodies we don't have they're not actually gross material bodies you know that's what it appears like but it's like so there's just so many things and and it is you know a real opening for us to see yeah there's so much beyond this and I know I had experiences also like just that kept leading me to like okay there's more there's more and more and that those things kept leading me to to finally end up with Krishna in the temple because yeah there's so much but then there, what is the, the ultimate what is the ultimate purpose of my life and what I'm doing here and so yeah all those things were just Krishna just like encouraging me yeah you're 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 kind just keep coming just keep coming and then and fine you know so I think yeah being able to have experience those things and not thought, oh, now I can become a guru and, and share what I, you know, but no, you, you somehow it, it opened doors for you to keep looking also for your spiritual, you know, who's my spiritual teacher? Yeah, that's what I started hankering for is I need a, I need a guru. So yeah. how did you, how did you end up with, in, with you? In, <laughs> how did you end up with all of us? <laughs> Well, it's definitely like, wow, it's just definitely just, it's mercy a lot. And I'm just like, you know, especially, you know, coming in the series, coming after Padmanabha Maharaj, I'm like, what do I have to say? You know, I am one of the babies and he's one of the senior Vaishnavas in our Sangha, you know, so I'm like, okay, it's not a competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's interesting what you mentioned, you know, and the thing also, like, the miracles, I mean, they don't stop when you come to Krishna consciousness, they actually continue, you know, and, um, you know, um, yeah, Krishna is just really sweet and very unconventional. And as you said, you know, he finds his own language with, with you and what you need and what's your style. And, and, and actually one, one big aspect also, I think why I was kind of like ready for, um, the upgrade, you know, a consciousness upgrade was that, you know, I was on this beautiful island and I had everything I wanted and I was in love and, you know, everything was very fine, but I also experienced this material saturation, you know, where I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay, so is this it, you know? And I know that a lot of people, they cannot understand. They're just like, oh, you're just the spoiled, you know, a little person from Germany or whatever. And just like, mm. Okay, if you think so, thank you. <laughs> um, but no, I was just really not satisfied any longer, you know, with what were we doing? We we're just like, I was, I mean, back then, actually, I also started to eat ice cream again, because, you know, I proved to myself that I can live without food, but it's also boring. And I just wanted to have some flavor. And so ice cream was actually light enough for me not to, um, to be you know too much in my body but also not too high flying around um and so you know we're just like driving around which beach should we go to which ice cream should we eat and it's just like okay so this is going to be the rest of my life here um and so I was actually thinking of you know leaving this world you know and it wasn't like a desperate act 
you know, I was just really thinking, I want to experience something else, you know. And then, you know, I got this information download um, from the spiritual world. And they actually said, you know what, reincarnation is real and you're always going to be somewhere. Um, and yeah, you, I mean, do you still want to leave or you want to be in this life? And I'm like, no, I like this life. You know, let me continue in this life you know let me actually continue with my music also so I was leaving the island um, and then I went to London I lived in you know the Bhaktivedanta Manor it was just like you know a straight calling you know and so there I actually um, you know the, the the first actually devotee actually that I met was actually Radhanath Swami um, before I went to the Bhaktivedanta Manor because I was like at this you know huge festivity of like I think 50 years of London Ishvara and I list, I had listened to some of his lectures before because he's very you know present online and so I knew that I had to talk to him and I was actually writing down some notes and I was just like can you please exercise my ego you know so I actually went to him you know it's just like incredible <laughs> like me not knowing any 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 piece of etiquette you know and so um you know he actually just said to me he looked at me you know with these like you know deep eyes and he I mean you know whatever you think of me you know if you already think like oh my goodness she's like so like whatever like um I don't know arrogant maybe I don't know so I will talk about because I know that some people think this so it's not you know my imagination but in his eyes I knew that he like he was waiting for me also. Like he expected me, you know? And so, um, you know, so I, I was just like talking to him. I was just like, how can you like, please, can you um, do this exorcism on my ego? And he was just like looking at me and I'm just like getting smaller and smaller. You know? And like, quiet now. <laughs> okay. And he's just like, talk to Krishna. And then I was just like breaking down in tears, you know, and just like, ah. and then I went to some musicians that I met there anyways. And then, you know, I also discovered the Bhaktivedanta Manor. So later I moved into the Bhaktivedanta Manor. Uh, I left my beautiful island, you know, I moved into this like crammy little ashram with these other girls, you know, like bless them, really cool. But they also said to me, you know, just like one of the first things is like, yeah, well, you're a princess and you know what? There's something called Sukriti, you know, that all your good karma is going to run out. I think, thank you very much for, for educating me, you know? So I really got this, you know, like basic education in, you know, Vaishnava theology, um, Vedic cosmology, you know, because I didn't have these, I didn't know this, you know, but I knew um I knew Krishna from before like I knew that he's my friend um I I never had you know any doubts that Krishna is not real because I'm like yeah Krishna like I know you and when I came into the the temple in the manor I was just like you know there's all these like huge amazing paintings you know depicting Krishna and just like sitting on the floor eating butter and I'm just like wow Krishna they really love you here you know and I was just so happy and then also upstairs in like Srila Prabhupada's quarters um, where he spent like a lot of time and where you really you feel him present there and there I also had some some uh, glimpses into the spiritual world for sure and so these were just like telling me okay this is the way and you know later you know you know when you know you ask yourself okay so 
how did you actually stay on this path? You know, actually I stayed on this path because I had this deep faith already. And I also, I have to say, I had my husband and he just told me that, you know, mm, we're all under the shower and, you know, of course, like in the Bhakti Vedanta manner, it's also very close knit mm, community, you know, uh, and so you had people asking me, you know, because I love wearing, wearing white. And, and so like one older, like Mataji, which she was asking me, so are you a widow? And I'm like, you know, and I actually had just like, kind of like left my boyfriend on the island. And I was just like marrying God, you know, and I'm just like, am I a widow? I don't know. This is such a deep philosophical question. <laughs> but there were also, I mean, of course, you know, I understand now that not all devotees we're not all best friends you know and um yeah you just have to look for your tribe and so I was also going into London I was like starting to record some of my music life is a river for example one of my songs um and yeah like then I also started chanting for example you know because this is this is what you do you know and I started to yeah like really change my life um, and I guess come become more like fulfilled, you know, because I, I had a purpose now, now we have a mission, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this answered your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the chanting, oh, so going from having, you had definitely from previous lifetime, you had the, the impressions of a relationship with Krishna that you felt you trusted him, you believed in him. There was no doubt that Krishna was real. And so when you actually, when you moved into the ashram, you started a practice. You actually started the practice of chanting. And so how did, what, what did you see happen to yourself from that practice? How the practice affected your, your, your consciousness and your, spiritual mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. um well in the beginning of course I was very enthusiastic <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then you know um yeah. how did it change me I mean so before you know it's just like the basics you know the dinacharya things that you know before I didn't have two showers every day you know, so really, um, you know, check your, you know, personal hygiene and also your internal, like your, your mind, you know, what are you thinking? Which thoughts are you letting in? But even also before on the island, I was actually, I think even more sensitive, you know, and then when I came to London, I was kind of just like, um, obviously influenced by my surroundings you know although it was like the Bhaktivedanta manner but I was also out and about in London and then I also lived in London um so that had a really big influence on me and um how did I change I mean it's difficult to say I don't know if I changed so much <laughs> to be honest um um, I guess I became like a little bit more like self-disciplined just a little bit mm -hmm. but actually this is only because of my husband because he has been um, on the Spakti path for like I think 30 years now like he's been initiated by Sachinandan Swami Maharaj in 
in in the 90s you know so he's been on this path for a long time and he's very like he's a pujari he's very steady so i just you know mm. try to get something from him you know and of course like i see like he wakes up no matter what like at five o'clock in the morning which i also did but not anymore <laughs> and so but you know it's really inspiring to have such an amazing yeah vaishnava in my life very close um oh. and so i can just uh go through this anartani vritti station <laughs> you know um but i do see i do see changes yeah yeah i'm more i think i mean you know, I would blame it maybe on my Mongolian and German upbringing that I'm some. I can be maybe very brutal and I'm also Kritika Nakshatra. So I'm very, um, you know, I can be quite harsh, mm. but I'm not as harsh as I used to be. So just imagine, you know. <laughs> I've never seen that harsh side of you at all. So I can't, I can't. <laughs> You're always sweetness and light on the, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean, one thing also is that, you know, before I was also into Buddhism, you know, I even went to like Vipassana and I, I, I love this whole, you know, Eastern philosophy. Um, mm. um, and, you know, of course, I thought that, you know, spirituality is all about peace. It's all about like just good smelling incense and just rubbing the Buddha's belly and then just all your wishes come true, you know. Mm. And of course, like, you know, thanks to other devotees, you know, thanks to the devotees, I actually understood that, yes, this is a path of purification and it is going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it does, you know, that, that like the initial enthusiasm for chanting. I mean, it's the Midoriya Kadamani is such a, a nice book because, you know, that talks about that yeah you come and you have that it's like falling in love you know you have that first stage of you know wherever you everything's fresh and new and you're so excited and 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 then you go into second stage where all of a sudden you know it's it's difficult you know it's like you're not getting that free ride that you got in that first stage and so that's where the work begins and so that's like one, yeah, the, the vast intermediate zone crossing over in Artanavriti and, and continue, you know, that's, that's the hardest stage to actually navigate because still material desires are there and not such a taste for the practices yet, you know? So it's like getting, you know, the, the devotees kind of, and you have this nice husband that's, you know, probably, you know, encourages you and you have your sangha and the devotees. And so, yeah, to keep coming and get through an art and Navriti, that's the, yeah, like, that's the goal, you know, <laughs> get to, and then it's like Guru Maharaj says, you get to the top of the mountain and you just roll down the other side, but getting, getting to the top of the mountain, that's, that's, we have to fix our, focus our eyes on, on that. So, yeah. yeah yeah and I mean he was really like my husband he was really pushing me and he I remember you know when he said to me you know what Indra, you are a 16 rounds chanter you know I was just like, oh, really I am um but I'm not chanting 16 rounds any longer you know but in ISKCON of course you had this you know and you have to get initiated only when you do this and you know right. I mean it's, it's totally fine you know 
Um, but now I uh, actually, I don't experience so much pressure any longer being in mm. our beautiful Sangha, you know, and it was like, okay, I can actually be natural. And I do have my, my rounds, my fixed rounds, but it's not 16. Maybe yeah. one day, you know, when, yeah. when I'm ready for it. But actually it's a very high, it's incredibly high standards. Like I just have to say also for everybody who's like maybe, you know, joining through ISKCON, you know, it's just like, it's incredibly I mean, the whole philosophy is very, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the perfect topmost philosophy, you know, and um, yeah, <laughs> can yeah. be quite intimidating, but I do, again, as I said, you know, I, I just have this faith net, like, thankfully, um, that I'm, you know, I'm just like navigating these waters, and I know what's coming, and I know that just because Oh, can I share something with you? You know, just like, sorry, maybe I shouldn't, you know, but, um, you know, yeah, maybe now I shouldn't, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's really that not everybody who is a devotee is your best friend, you know, but if you come with this idea, this ideal idea, and then, you know, these ideals are being crushed, you know, your heart is being crushed and you just think like, I'm, I don't want anything to do with these people, you know, but luckily again, I had my husband, but one of the first things actually that happened when I entered the temple in Berlin, so this is the messiness now you're talking about. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's just all rainbows. <laughs> you had to get to I the mean, messiness because. <laughs> <I, yes. laughs> um. I mean, you know, I have compassion for this person and I am actually also, sometimes I am also like, you know, not a good person really, you know, so I don't blame this devotee per se. It's just like, it had to happen to me. I had to learn something from it. But, you know, basically, you know, I came to the Berlin temple after, you know, my, my travels and I was just like, wow, Prabhupada has been here the whole time, you know, and I knew that, you know, because coming back from London I knew that you know Berlin is my home obviously um, at least for a few years um, and this temple this ISKCON temple Berlin is going to be my home temple at least for a while you know we're going to come to this <laughs> um, so I, I was just like really like I was on the floor just like crying just you know just relieve all these like emotions coming over me when I just entered the temple when I saw Prabhupada um, and the deities we have like Jagannath there. Um, well, I haven't been to the temple actually for like two years now with the pandemic, but it's also okay because yeah. I have another Sangha now. Thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. Um, so <laughs> there was a like I was on, still on the floor, you know, just like crying, getting my face together. And, and this devotee was actually saying, do you think you're the only one who can cry like this? <laughs> Welcome everybody. <laughs> you know it's just really incredible it's really incredible yeah. and then of course later you know I mean there's like some I mean you know it's not you know I really try to be the honeybee but some things I think they need to be shared just to tell other people that you know you're not alone that things happen in devotee circles and yeah we're just I mean we're trying to be devotees but in the end we're just people and we're filled with like so many flaws and also you know I am not always the nicest person so you know I you know I could get over this you know luckily it didn't stop me on yeah. this path to Krishna because you know who or what can actually stop you you know to be with Krishna yeah, yeah. 
So I think that's really <clears throat> like a something to share with everyone that, yeah, when you come on the path, there there is like the honeymoon stage of thinking everyone's a pure devotee. And, you know, it's just these are the most incredible people in the whole world. And 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 they are. I mean, but I mean, anyone who comes to Krishna, it's, they're blessed. And but it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be compatible with your nature and that everyone's going to be on the same page and that everyone is going to be even nice. I mean, there are, you know, I mean, so yeah. And being able to find, like you said, find your tribe and um, find the yeah. people that you resonate with and you can practice with. And yeah, like Gumar says, you can love everyone if you get enough distance. Um, so <laughs> I, mean, I think, you know, yeah. I, th I think that's such a, you know, it's, I mean, you know, he certainly had his share of, you know, hurts from devotees that devotees that he had, you know, served closely with and had dedicated his life to. And so, you know, he really had to go through a whole kind of thing about that too. And yeah, it's just Krishna consciousness, Bhakti is open to everyone the doors are open and you know you're going to get such a variety of you know personality types and Audi car you know people with different levels of advancement you're going to have people from lower planetary systems probably and higher planetary systems I mean we're just we're just a one big family i won't say one big happy family but it's uh we're a big family and we have to find our little group that you know is really affectionate and um like-minded that's the uh you know that's that's the idea so i'm just mm. watching our time because i know we're getting really close to oh yeah the end here so yeah um, so maybe one thing I, I, that I could mention also, you know, in regards to answering your question properly, is that, you know, how, how did I come to you, you know? And yeah. so, you know, my husband, he was really like pushing me. He was like really helping me. Oh, why don't you take initiation from Sachinandan Swami? And, you know, he, Sachinandan Swami also lives very close to Berlin. And, you know, we, we are just very fortunate, you know, that we could just, you know, go to the, the castle there and the temple and everything. So I was writing him letters and everything. And he was just like, mm, yeah let's see let's wait you know and so every like you know big and every big festival I was just like mm, maybe I should try now you know and I also knew that you know sometimes it takes I don't know eight years for people to get initiated and you know and he's like I really appreciate um Sachinanda Swami Maharaj like he is you know he's he is a very incredible person you know yes. and and one of the things that I'm just so grateful for is that you know he wrote me a letter and he, he just said like Indra you know I was you know I was kind of like talking to Krishna like you know I am not your um I'm not your guru you know so so that Indra you can actually stop this you know thing that you're trying with me and you know you can actually you know and so when I received this letter um, you know, a few years before when I got my first iPhone, I was also listening to the podcast and thank you to Dulal Chandra, wherever mm. he is flying around now, you know, he, um, you know, he uploaded these beautiful podcasts, you know, and because I was just looking for Krishna consciousness, they popped up. And so I was already listening to our Guru Maharaj, you know, but then, you know, 
it's interesting also this is maybe one one interesting lesson that I got is that you know people want the best for you but like my husband he wanted me to be initiated by his guru you know but it wasn't the best for me you know and so it's interesting to have this distinction and to really 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 listen to your own voice in your heart you know no matter how good the intentions are of other people like Absolutely. your paramatma knows better and um yeah so i was starting to listen to a guru maharaj and also you know i was actually you know giving like sometimes uh, bhagavad gita classes and so i was actually also you know quoting from him and one time um our temple president he's actually cool you know um and so he was actually saying afterwards like indra but you know you're not allowed to quote from the swami and i was just like oh okay interesting weird but I'm just like I didn't think so much about this you know because I didn't know the whole history and everything and then I was just you know on my other trajectory anyways but then when I got this letter by Sachinana Maharaj I was just like thank you now I know and now you know I can you know I'm um, already like years late but now I can kind of like you know <laughs> kind of like um, speed up and just catch up basically mm -hmm. you know and 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 yeah be with my real family in the end and it's just so nice because you know i you're just so present on all you know the 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 zoom calls and you know really like a eager you're eager learner you know and student and it, it you know it's just always nice because a lot of times you've had your camera not camera on and it's just watching you drink <laughs> you know to see you're just like you're really there you're really taking it all in and so and I know the devotees really appreciate your enthusiasm and just who you are and um so yeah it's been it's lovely and how Krishna brought you to you know to lotus feet um yeah me too I don't know how how it all happened but <laughs> very grateful also <laughs> we're all mercy cases we are yeah. all mercy cases and yeah help each other so is there any final things you'd like to say before we can open up to see if we have any questions on the call um so i actually because i made some notes <laughs> you know, know we didn't probably <laughs> we didn't probably hit on any of your notes hardly <laughs> it's okay i wrote a book about this so yeah it's okay no 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 but I, I i just thought that yeah what are like the real maybe eight because eight is my favorite number like krishna's mm -hmm. number two what are like eight essential things that you know if this would be like my last eight minutes um um Krishna consciousness, getting used never felt so good. <laughs> or being used never felt so good. Yeah, so basically just be an instrument, you know, and we see all these like incredible devotees like doing so many amazing things. But basically they're just like opening themselves up for Krishna's magic, you know, and this is what I want to do and just whatever Krishna wants, you know. Um, so now I'm actually working with this like German like life and meditation coach and it's just like big, present for me in my life you know and I'm excited for where the journey is going but I'm just like I don't do anything you know I just open myself for it um so this is one thing that you know I want to share with others um yeah don't be afraid to shine your light you know don't have any regrets just do it you're definitely not perfect and don't hide behind your false ego 
you know you know people are just like oh i'm so shy and i'm so humble you know what you know get out there <laughs> and then meet meet your false ego you know i mean this is what i'm doing like every friday and also before you know and it's really nice this is really like such a huge part of like my spiritual practice you know and nice. i really love my seva and you know i know that you know i should also renounce the fruits of my actions and all these things and it's just like applied philosophy in the end and um yeah there's no reason to be afraid you know and also one thing is that you know maybe others who haven't been on this amazing interview series yet because they're like oh i'm so shy i don't have anything to talk about <laughs> you know you definitely have something to talk about and please be on this show because i'm like an addict and i need this series to continue <laughs> for sure um yeah no no seriously and also like with like me putting out my things my music whatever the amazing thing is that nobody cares like you know you think that oh so many people are going to criticize you and um whatever the world is going to change like no it's something very intimate between you and krishna and then maybe other people are watching um that's not up to you anyways but it's like it's really something like incredibly personal also and um yeah never forget krishna always remember krishna and this brings us to our special guest yes we introduce your special guest indra brought a special yes. guest that she wants everybody to meet for sure so i have uh, the first special guest <laughs> So he's very um, helpful in my, my spiritual life. So I'm just going to put him here. And so he's a little friend of um, Krishna, who's our, our big special guest. So he's going <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. So yeah. Oh, Aww. monkeys. And, and you make those dolls, right? No, actually, so I got him from Krishna.com. <laughs> oh, he, got, he came but, from Krishna.com. Yeah, exactly. He actually comes really from Vrindavan. You know, he comes with a little flute and then you have his little uh, peacock feather, you know. And um, I, I actually made like Radharani and Balram there over there. Um, and this one I just got like in, in the shopping mall because mm. this is he so interesting. A, Krishna needed to have his monkey's friends. Yes, <laughs> right. And I was there. And, and so I was just like, oh, you know, but like shopping is so materialistic, you know. But yeah, no, Krishna really wanted me to get him this little friend, you know. And so <laughs> for me, this is just, it's such an important, you are such an important part in my spiritual life, you know, really. And I know it's very unconventional, but I thought, you know, why not? I'm sharing everything about me here anyways. You know? Yeah, whatever brings us closer, whatever brings us closer to Krishna and... You know, yes. that's, you don't have children. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And Krishna is very well behaved and very cuddly and sweet. Oh. Yeah, Krishna is just really like, he is so funny and unconventional. And it's just so nice to, you know, have time to continue your relationship with him, you know? And, and no matter what this is, and, you know, of course, I'm also talking to other people who are like, you know, advanced devotees, and um, they're like, oh, you know, you cannot do this, you know, and you have to be in the mood of Aishwarya and whatever. And I'm just like, 
I don't, I don't know this is not my Krishna so again you know of course you don't have to tell the whole world about this like I'm doing <laughs> but um really uh like find your Krishna in your heart and then also like live out like uh, like play with him or whatever you have to do you know yeah um, and I think yeah the, just like the, the uh, saying the proof is in the proof of the pudding is in the tasting and so if we if we feel like our our attraction and our love and our taste for for Krishna is is increasing and our material things are decreasing, then then we know okay I'm I'm on the right trajectory here. And that's our that's how we can can measure everything is you know seeing the the result in our life. So. Very beautiful. So let's see if we have any questions by our devotees on the call. Um, oh, Omkar has one. So you can unmute yourself. Haribol, Indra. Thank you. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Nice to hear your story. I only uh, plugged in for the last um, half of it, I guess. But um, I've always been interested and really inspired, actually, I wanted to first say about your experience on how you've already had the level of your faith to Krishna when you went to Bhaktivedanta Manor and saw those paintings like that actually blew my mind that was really amazing to hear that you're like oh they really like Krishna this much here like that was such a <laughs> profound thing to say like that to me that's like a very like a tangible um, proof of like wow you you really had an, a real relationship you know like that was wonderful to hear and uh, yeah maybe you said about your name but it's not an initiated name so is it your given name yeah, yeah. Thank you, Omkar. Nice to see you too. I hope to see you in Poland soon too. Yeah, we'll see um, you. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, um, um, I, I actually mentioned this in the beginning that uh, Indra is also my given name. So my mom, uh, she gave me this name and um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> I was thinking maybe my initiated name is going to be Indra Gopa or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's my it's my given name for sure. Yeah. Very nice. Anybody else have a question they would like to ask? I just oh, want to say oh, hi real quick. Hi, 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 Krishna, Indra. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Um, I don't. Well, I just want to think of a question, but I just uh, wanted to say I really appreciate. Um, your, the, the, the efforts you put into the, your aesthetic. When you, I enjoy seeing your backdrops, your, your guitar in the corner and everything is just very, you know, carefully placed and, and it's always looking so nice. So yeah, thank you for all the effort you put in. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Did you have some grapes? Take some grapes. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Virtual grapes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Indra, for your <clears throat> very lovely story and sharing with us today and being part of our group. It's, yeah, it's really nice. And like, I, I think everybody, I've made the announcement that we're going to be taking a, a sabbatical here for a couple months from the interviews and picking up again, probably mid-summer, July, August time. So, Thank everybody that is on the call and for devotees that haven't yet done your interviews. Um, 
yeah, be ready because uh, <laughs> Bhamanava Swami's he's 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 one always hand, gives me the uh, people we should we should be interviewing, and um, so he's on the he's on the lookout for devotees that he can coerce to come and do this. <laughs> All right, my dear devotees, have a wonderful day and we'll see everybody soon. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.